Hi, all, and welcome to our podcast, Magnum She Wrote. My name is Erin. My name is Cameron. And thank you all for being here. Today we're going to be discussing the episode, uh, the first episode of Murder, She Wrote, The Murder of Sherlock Holmes, Part 1. We were going to combine both Part 1 and Part 2, but we realized we had a lot to talk about for just Part 1. And since we want this to be maybe 15 to 20 minutes... That's so much more than 15 minutes. <laughs> then we knew we could only do Part 1. Um, but let us first explain what this podcast is. The reason we combined both Magnum P.I. and Murder, She Wrote, is because, A, they're both really great shows, B, we love both of them, and C, they actually do a crossover episode around season three. One crossover, <laughs> so you get one podcast for both. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> sure. Can you give me some personal history? Why? Oh, of course. Be- I love Murder, She Wrote and Magnum P.I. And the reason being, when I was one years old, Murder, She Wrote came out. And so I basically grew up with it. Why are you laughing? Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> because your faces are cracking me up. Why okay. are you making such weird faces? There you go. Well, now I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> okay, no, no, no. You're one years old. Yes, I was one year old. Murder, She Wrote came out. And that, I grew up with Angela Lansbury after that. It was every season. That's all we were watching is Murder, She Wrote. So I absolutely love her, and she's a part of my life, and she's a part of my history. She, she is and iconic. S- yes, and same with Magnum P.I. Okay, he is Tom also Selleck. iconic. <laughs> he is iconic, and I also grew up watching him, and along with several other murder detective shows like from the time. Like, Stay tuned, listeners. <laughs> well, yeah, we can go through a lot of them. Father Dowling, Diagnosis this is murder. murder. There's so many great ones. Cagney and Lacey. I grew up watching those too. I've never seen any of these. Okay. Ever. Well, I will show you. I mean, you them. okay. Well, I mean, like. You're in for a world of wonder. <laughs> Wonders. Of wonder. My first experience actually sitting down and watching any of these shows <laughs> is about two weeks ago. <laughs> uh, I remember very much the theme songs right. growing up. Well, yeah. And, like, Murder, She Wrote was definitely, like, my nana mm-hmm. is Angela Lansbury, or was. Yeah. Gosh, it's just a little guy, like a thark. Okay, let's move sorry, on. Sorry. But we are talking about a murder show. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, but at I, least well, you're... My nana was a murderer? <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, death. Okay. They link. Okay. It's so dark. <laughs> it's a segue. Okay, and then um, and Magnum P.I. also, the, the, the theme song. I don't think I ever actually stuck around to... Watch the shows. <laughs> I would I would watch the theme song and then move on with my my existence. And now I'm I'm rectifying that because you skip the theme songs all the time, <laughs> and I have to just watch the show. But it's a wonderful show. Yes, it is great. And you've been Magnum PI for quite a few Halloweens, so you need to yes, know who this I character should is. Probably, and I'm starting to learn that maybe <laughs> that wasn't the best idea. But yeah, we'll unpack Magnum PI in our next episode. Next epi- oh, and, well, the- we'll say that's how we're gonna. Stage this. It's oh, gonna yeah. be like uh, we're, gonna we're gonna go do... back and forth between Murder She Wrote and Magnum PI. So this week's episode is part one of the Murder of Sherlock Holmes, and then next week's episode is going to be Magnum PI's pilot episode. Okay. Yeah. So you're gonna be so you're like, gonna have to remember. So episode three, happening. just remember, take notes. <laughs> this is part two. If it's you don't know, minute, it's a fifteen minute podcast. If you don't know it, who killed this guy from part one from a show thirty years ago, then uh, spoilers. There's okay. going to be spoilers. Okay. So let's, 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 let's dive in. Want to dive in? Yes. Let's get right to, to it. To Cabot Cove? To Cabot Cove. Well, my first thing that I wrote down was, this is a great title for an episode. 
there's a lot to unpack just on that, the murder of Sherlock Holmes. Yeah. Sherlock Holmes, the greatest detective of all time. Then you have Jessica Lansbury coming in. Jessica Lansbury. Like how I combined her. She's both fictional and real. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she's, she's everything. She's everything. She's around us all the time. Yes. But Jessica Fletcher. Yes. Uh, is also a great well, detective. Well, yeah. Well, and that's in a, her own right. Well, and that's well. Let's give a little background. Okay. Of who who is Jessica Fletcher? An awesome woman. You might want to know <laughs> a little more why she's awesome. She, There's she, a lot that makes okay, her awesome. Okay, Jessica Fletcher is mm-hmm. when we first meet her. Mm-hmm. She is a substitute teacher yes. in a small town in Cabot Cove, Cap- Maine. Maine is it Maine? Yes, it's Maine. I want to say because they're always talking about their lobsters. Oh right, yeah, they're obsessed. but anyway like yeah so she's a substitute teacher Mm -hmm. who was married to a man named Frank Fletcher Mm -hmm. who died yes and to cope with that loss she started writing as a way a means of passing time yes in between all of her outdoor activities jogging which she does a lot of jogging she jogs twice in the opening montage I wrote I wrote this down (laughs) she jogs bikes fishes Paints her house. Yep, yep, yep. And she's always jogging. Did I say jogging? Because she's always she, jogging. She goes jogging again. And then, like, yes. and like and it feels like, the, well, actually, the way the episode starts out is it starts off very weird with this just, like, weird In a woman, weird drama. In a weird drama. Yeah. Like, and, like, I was like, is this a soap opera or whatever? And it turns out it's, like, a community theater. Like, and Cabot <laughs> Cove apparently has off-Broadway... No, show. it's actually no, it's actually a premiere for Broadway. Yes. This called hold on. Terrible something te- yeah, something, something terrible. terrible. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and it seems like something terrible. It's like it's like this weird murder, like yes. I guess sort of it's supposed to be like an Agatha is it Agatha Christie? I think it's an Agatha Christie kind of thing. Up. Like it's like it's like Although a weird... I doubt she would ever write something about a hooded head. Yeah, it was like it was like an executioner. Yeah. Like, it was like an executioner who's the uncle. But but anyway, <laughs> point is Jessica's there, mm-hmm. just watching this thing, and she gets yelled at by the director, and the director's like, and she's with her two buddies, who you will never see again. Never. Uh, they get names, but it's not really worth yes, it. Yes, because... I, I wrote it down. Huey. <laughs> Huey? Yes. Because baby of... Huey, and... <laughs> and I didn't get the other one, unfortunately. Oh, so I know, I should have gotten both. I, we could IMDB it, but who I cares? I do my research who cares? Nobody cares, because the show doesn't care about them. They, all we know is that they're... At the PTA. Well, when she was a part of the PTA, she's still, a part I of the think PTA. when she becomes a big bookseller, she then stops sub teaching. Well, yeah, I would imagine she does. I think so. You get kind of that vibe even in the episode. Mm-hmm. But like she's in the PTA and they're like getting refreshments for this yeah. production. And Huey, I believe, makes the macaroons. And spoiler alert, <laughs> there are a lot of people going to Broadway in this episode. There's like a in lot of Broadway town, talk. In this small town of 3,200 people. <laughs> a piano player. <laughs> this is a piano There's player. There's a Broadway play coming. <laughs> and, and like what made me laugh about, and this is jumping ahead, but, but what made me laugh about the piano player mm-hmm. is he's like, oh, I'm off, off, off Broadway. I'm like on seven. He's like, I'm like... But something terrible <laughs> is a Broadway show. <laughs> like, yeah, you're talking about the guy from the party far off into the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that. But it was just crazy. The guy who was dressed like, up as Ebenezer. Yeah, Ebenezer. Yeah, yeah. in the costume Which is really party. easy. Just snowflake yeah. your, your sideburns yeah. or something. But uh, but yeah, so anyway, so she, 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 this guy yells at them. Mm-hmm. They're flouncing. Mm-hmm. Like, she's like, yeah, no one will ever guess that it was the uncle who did it. Peace! <laughs> and, like, and the guy's like, whoa, 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 how did you know that? And she's like, you know. She I'm, gives the explanation. She gives the explanation. Yeah. It's like, oh, the tie changed or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then she's like, but I'm sure no one will notice. It surprised me, which this is classic Jessica Fletcher here. <laughs> it's 
so, I want to say passive aggressive, but it's very. Her burns are so complimentary. You don't even realize yes. you're being burned. You think you're getting a suntan. You're like saying, thank but no, you. she's setting you on thank fire. Thank you, ma'am. Yeah. For that. Yeah. So for this much. insult. For this insult. And but, then a week later, you're like, oh my God, she was so insulting. And your brain explodes. And your brain explodes. And that's part of the murders of And that's Cove. how Jessica Fletcher's also. That's how she yeah. murders people. But, she does. Yes. Brain explosions. There's lots of them. But then, but then I like the director is like, let me get that writer out. I'm like, you guys haven't worked this out at all. <laughs> I don't know that you actually are going to Broadway. <laughs> no, no. The show was for the, uh, the very next night. Yeah, but it was That's like, why he it, was like, tighten it up because this show is tomorrow night and I don't want it closing tomorrow night. Right. But yeah, but the poster that had something terrible said it was like the premiere show pre-Broadway. Oh. Like okay. it was like uh, the kind of like how Hamilton did like so all wait, stuff. So wait, so what you like mean work, to tell so they're me. Work, they're workshopping it right. in Cabo. So what you mean to tell me in is. In a town of 3,000 people, they're workshopping this. New York this. City actors and actresses are going up to Cabo Cove, Maine, Maine. Yeah. to try out for this play. That yes. is just pre-Broadway premiere. <laughs> yes. Okay, and then it will come back, back to, to New Broadway. York. Yeah, they're going to workshop it for a while. But they're going to workshop it while selling tickets? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do that. Well, that just seems like a ripoff. Well. If I go to a Broadway show, even if it's off, 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 <laughs> off, off, Broadway. So you want it to be like... like it needs to be <laughs> Hamilton <laughs> quality. But Hamilton had to do that. What, Hamilton was off, 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 Broadway? Yeah, he was something. I don't know. I, I mean, like, yeah. Yeah, they did. They workshopped it for, like, 10 years, I think. Wait. Wait, we're not even talking. On wait, 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 wait. stage, they workshopped yeah, it? Yeah, there was people who went and saw it. This is, like, not about murder. <laughs> <at all. laughs> but, yes. Well, I'm learning. I guess, yes, yes. I'm learning but how yes, off-Broadway works. But, yes, that's what they do. They Because, okay. like, before you put it on Broadway, they camera out all the details Oh, but like yeah, but it is insane mm-hmm. that they would go to Cabot Cove, Maine. Yes, which is a fictional city. There's thirty. Don't go. You, don't there. go to fictional towns to learn about. <laughs> I don't know. Is it fictional? Is it? I don't it know. It feels like it's a real town. You know, I looked at the town that comes up later. Okay. And that is fictional. So I'm assuming Cabot Cove. What town Cove, that comes up later? New Holving. Oh yeah, you think? <laughs> That's why I had to look it up. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> anyway, anyway, we should move on. But yes, okay. so so, but anyway, she goes from there, mm-hmm. and she jogs some more. Jogs she a lot. Fishes. She yes. jogs. She bicycles. Bikes. Reshingles her roof. Yes, she does. Uh, does all that. She is a woman of many trades. And then she's coming back from jogging again, <laughs> and uh, her phone's ringing, and she just sprints. And that lady. She runs fast. We should all aspire <laughs> to be as active as Jessica Fletcher. Like I got out yeah, of it was just watching it. I was just like, wow. And she's like booking it. And this was not a stunt double. No. This was she Angela was Lansbury. Yeah. And, you know, she's great. But anyway, she's she great. runs inside. The phone's ringing. And who is it but? Grady. Grady. Poor Grady. Poor sad, Grady. sad Grady. I feel so bad for Grady. And you told me the other day that, because I didn't even know this, because you had a Wikipedia, because I was like, who oh, okay. is Grady? He's okay. so obnoxious. Right, right, right. <clears throat> He's one of her millions of nieces and nephews. Yes, of which she has quite a few. But you told me, according to Wikipedia, yeah, don't give me that look, <laughs> that she and Frank raised him for a while. Yes, I didn't ever find that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so yeah. that makes more sense to me now that she contacts him more often than anybody else. Than any of her other nieces and nephews. Yeah, who, because, yes. you know, they but, lived together for a long time. But yeah, yeah, and that's a really sad story. And it never, mm-hmm. it's not even brought up in the episode. No. It's just like, hey, aunt. 
Aunt Jess, while Aunt I Jess. was up there visiting you, I, I found your, your book. Manuscript. I read it. I was like, this is awesome. I'm going to give it to a publisher. Boom, you're a bestseller. You're welcome. Yeah, is just how it always happens. And my favorite quote of his, you've never dreamed. Yeah, you've never dreamed. What? That is so rude. <laughs> I don't know how a nephew yeah. is in any kind of position to like, yeah, make that. Yeah, how can he tell her what she's done with he's her life like, or not? He's like 20... Stupid 26, 20. And according to Jessica, his bank account is anemic. Did she say that? Yeah. yeah when she's... she's talking to the cop later on, she's like, <laughs> She's just like uh, negging she's her like, nephew. She's like, I know his negging account her... so is we should, anemic. We should call this podcast Negging Her Nephew. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, like, yeah, he, um, Grady is a reoccurring character. For sure. Um, and he always has a different job. He's an accountant. He's an accountant at different locations, but not necessarily a different job. Right, you're right. Same he's, he's field. always he's the same field, but he's but always like he always works for murderers. murderers. Well, spoilers. Yeah, for like the entire <laughs> ten seasons. Spoilers. I think he did he always it. works for murderers because he's secretly a serial killer, I think and he, he blames like, it all on his. Bosses. No offense to the actor, <laughs> but he looks like a serial killer. <laughs> <laughs> Poor bumbling Grady is the ultimate serial killer. Yeah, yeah, yeah because he's so unsuspecting. But as for now, he works for a company called Captain Caleb's. Seafood. seafood, which uh, Jessica says is the worst tasting food ever. Yeah, and she always just drops that on, and then yeah. she's like he's like, "I'm an accountant, not a cook." <laughs> but um, but but I thought was very interesting about that too is that he calls his boss the captain. Yeah, like, that's weird. Like that's weird, right? Like if you think of like if you work for like KFC, and then you know, God rest his soul, Colonel Sanders is in well. Well, now now if he if Colonel Sanders came into KFC, I guess you'd have to call him the Colonel. I Mark. swear I would call him Colonel. So I guess that's what Captain Caleb's trying to pull off, but it's yeah. like more of like a chintzy. Yeah, but if you find Captain D, do you go up to him and go, "Hey, Captain D's, love your seafood." It's called D's. Yeah, because it's Captain D's seafood. What's up, D's? What's up, D's? <laughs> Yo, Captain. Oh, oh, oh! Another thing. I, Throw I, me some hush puppies. So, oh, but going back to so go. Well, we're still talking. He steals her manuscript. Steals it. Then shares it. Shares it. And then she's upset. She's like, and he's like, well, you've never dreamed. So never, be thankful I did this. Aunt. It almost feels like a musical should break out. At it that does. Point. It really feels like a musical. You there. Never dreamed. <laughs> <laughs> That's so annoying. <laughs> So anyway, so she starts getting more and more successful as an author. Right, because you can see that by her local bookseller. She starts from, like, number eight, eight. or nine. She's eight. at number eight, and then he looks at her, pulls the pulls sign it off, line. And he gives her this, this sad, like, sad look, like, oh, you're out, sister. You're out. And she's just staring like a little poor little orphan in the street, like he's got gruel. <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes back, and it's like, number it's two. Not, it's, it's, not, it's, it's not, not even one. number one. It's number two. It's number two. She's a number two. two. And she, like, loses her mind. But anyway, like, yeah, she's, like, number two, which I thought was hilarious. And then I wasn't sure. It was, like, I almost got the impression that it was, like, a local sales. Yeah, it's not local. Not national. Not national. So I in her town local. of 3,000 people, she's not even the bestseller <laughs> in her 3,000. The bestseller is How to Boil Lobsters. Well, yeah. Because that is all That's they talk about. Talk that about. is all they know. It is Lobster City. Is that mother Stephen King? You know it. Watch your language. Oh, is this all ages? We are bleeping out your language. Oh. Because Jessica Fletcher doesn't cuss. She should, though. She That's... wants to. <laughs> but she doesn't. <laughs> okay. Okay, so... One of my favorite scenes, too, I know we're only 16 minutes into this, and we've only been talking about the first five minutes of the show. <laughs> we're already a minute over. Okay. <laughs> but one of my favorite scenes is when 
like Grady calls her up. I think it's Grady uh-huh. or one of the assistants. I think it's still Grady. But Grady calls her up and he's like, yeah, you've got to do the circuits. You've got, uh, he goes through this list of everybody and then he goes, Phil Donahue and her friends, Huey, Huey. and whoever the other woman is yeah. goes, oh, Donahue. Do you think she's like, called he Huey was, like, because sexy? She, has a, she has like a, a crush on Donahue, Huey? Like, they're like, oh, there's all Huey. Really? There's... Maybe. I never really thought it... Yeah, I'm just saying. It it's was, Donahue sexy. I don't know, but she had that Buffy-esque uh, version of he should call me. Uh, yeah. You know? Yeah, James Spader. Yeah, James, he has to call he me. He has to call me. But she was like that with Phil Donahue, and I'm like, was he ever a sex symbol? Yeah, well, like, I heard recently, like, Nick Nolte was, like, no. people's sexiest man in, like, 1991. What? Yeah. So, like... That makes no sense. Oh, okay. So maybe Phil Donahue was people's sexiest man in 1984. I don't know. Like, he's a weird choice. It was a weird choice for her to get all up about. But what choices did you have back then? Like, because even, like, Larry Tom Selleck, apparently. Well, but he's not a talk show host. Oh, that's true. Like, I mean, like, I'm talking about, like, talk show hosts. Well, at the time, uh, Pat Sajak wasn't very... Ooh, ooh, no, Jeopardy guy. Alex Trebek was not a talk show host. Well, he's Jeopardy. Isn't that a talk show host? Game show host. Oh, whatever. Same thing. (laughs) It is the same thing. But Alex Trebek is a very handsome man. He is a very handsome man. Even today, he is He's a very handsome handsome Canadian man, yes. I I, I agree. That man is handsome. No, no, no. He's smart, too. Yeah. I mean, he has answers in front of him for questions, anyway. That's true. But if you've been doing uh, facts for, like, 40 years. He probably knows some of them. I bet he I'd knows a lot of them. 25%. <laughs> wow. He's giving that's him zero good. credit. That's pretty good. That is giving him zero credit. There is like the compendium of all human knowledge <laughs> on that show. And he knows 25% of that. How much do you know? Zero. No, nah, you know more than that. Uh, okay, 0. 0.5. I, 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 <laughs> I think you can do better. We still need to talk about the postman who gave her the weirdest look in the beauty parlor. Oh, yeah. There was a weird like beauty montage that yeah. went on. It's not... Indicative of anything that happens no. in any of the other shows. Like, no. she, she's not, she's very well put together. Woman. She's already she, gorgeous. She's you can gorgeous. throw garbage bags on her and she'll look great. But she always, like, looks really well put together. And, yeah. like, her, her friends are like, you gotta get out of this tweed. She looks great in the tweed. I like the tweed. She looks so good in tweed. But then again, I guess tweed was old hat in 84 and she needed she that wearing, like, candy neon. striper outfit that they yeah, put her they in. Put her in some that was barber, gross. It was a barber pole <laughs> thing that was weird. And then she's got a face mask. She looked like a peppermint candy cane. <laughs> It's weird. That's nice. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> Peppermint candy canes got new jingle. <laughs> but no, she she dresses up like that. They do a face mask on her, and then like this mailman comes in to get something signed, and like yeah. gives her like the stink eye. Like yeah, like oh, you look like crap. As oh, is that was, what it was? Well, that's the look I got out of it. Was he was looking at her like she was the hideous, right? Lockiest monster. Because there was no context to like why he was mm-hmm. looking at her. It wasn't like. It's like, oh, I hate your books, or which yeah. happens a lot in these shows. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he's just like, like, like. Rrr. I read your books. Oh, great! I didn't say I liked them. Well, go screw yourself. Yeah, yeah. Ned Beatty says that later yeah. on in the. It's like what? Ned Beatty, don't get me started. Wait, actually, you need to get me started on that guy. We'll unpack Ned Beatty 
when we get there. We getting, haven't even gotten to New York yet. We are in New York. Okay. And in New York, she gets off the train, and apparently she has like spent the whole trip <laughs> talking to Daniel the train porter <laughs> about his son trying to get a scholarship. Well, I think we're establishing the fact she that is she is so friendly that she makes friends wherever she goes. No matter how much of a busy body, body. she becomes or how nosy she gets. That's a good point. She always ends up making friends. See, like, you watch the show with the mistaken thought, I want to be Jessica Fletcher's friend. Mm -hmm. You do not want to be Jessica Fletcher's friend. I love Jessica Fletcher. Mm -hmm. I love Angela Lansbury. Mm -hmm. Putting yourself, like Atticus Finch says, putting yourself in that person's skin and walking around Mm -hmm. is morbid, but also, like, if you were, like, her friend in real life, it would just be like... She would always be on your case because she could tell what was wrong. You want to be able to hide I anything. I mean, yeah, and, and, and like you said, it's like those like because she subtle, is so observant. Yeah, and there's all those little subtle burns that she gives mm-hmm. you that it would take you like a you know six months to like <laughs> unpack and be like, right. oh, oh, that was actually an insult. Oh, yeah, for like a day. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> your mind exploded. You got to put it back together. But at, at this point, yeah, she's made this friends with Daniel, the train porter, and like I guess that's what they're called. I don't know what I don't conductor. No, is he conductor? He's like he's, he's not the luggage hat. and stuff. So I'm thinking. Yeah, not Topham Hat. He's not Sir Topham Hat. No. No, he's not Sir Topham Hat. No. Okay. No, get that out of here. No. <laughs> no, but it does establish, like, she is friends with people of all classes. Yes. Like, mm-hmm. from, from... All a, races, all genders, all classes. It doesn't matter. She is inclusive, yeah. and in a way, when I say I, you don't want to be friends with her, it's more of her busybody nature, <laughs> but she does not judge Really? Well, she, she made makes, that one She face. makes faces, but in later episodes, she's just kind of like, I don't really care that you guys have been cheating on your spouses. I think she's I, more judgmental when people are evasive and they're not just yeah. like up front. Yeah, she like, gets angry when you've been lying. Yeah. Lying like, is her thing. If, if she's like, you've been already, lying, yeah. then you're going to get judged. Yeah, she's like, I know. I already know. Mm-hmm. Come on. I already know what's up. Yeah, Jessica Fletcher already knows what's up. So she already knows what you're hiding. So it's kind of like, why are you even... Show me some respect. Show me respect. Show the tweed respect. Yeah. (laughs) No, I don't think we see her in tweed ever again. Her friends were... Her friends were brutal. 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 So, anyway, so then uh, Grady comes up with Kit. Now, Kit is his girlfriend? At this time, yes. Yes, because he's, like, never with anyone. That was his publisher friend that he got to look at the book to get published. Yes, friend. Friend. Quotes, 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 quotes. Quotes, quotes, quotes. Quotes, quotes, quotes. And he describes his aunt as organized, precise, and punctual. Mm. Which I think is just, I don't know, this is a weird kind of thing to say. It's interesting. Because, like, this is all happening concurrently while she's, like, like, Daniel, uh, I really hope your son gets that scholarship. (laughs) And then, like, like. Grady's like rushing through and like she's organized, precise, and punctual. <laughs> get there. <laughs> She'll be so angry if anyone is a second late. Yeah. Well, you know, I get that. I hate it when I tell people to meet me at a certain time mm. and they're like a minute or two late. Yeah. In fact, if you're not three minutes early, you're late. You're like, yeah. Because I'm 15 minutes early. Yeah. At all times. Yeah, now I'm waiting on you. Yeah, and now I've been waiting on you for a while. I'm already in a bad mood. So you should have gotten here early. 18 minutes early. 18 minutes early. So and then you make then, you're then, late. then you make me feel late, and then I'm off kilter, and you've won. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I, I like to get there, scope out my surroundings. Know what's happening. Okay. So, oh, oh, okay. oh, but this is, I think we're about to say the same thing. <laughs> Probably. Is it, is it about Kit? No, no, it wasn't about Kit. 
All right. Minus her observant to this guy she just met. You look gray. No, you oh, should eat apples. Okay, okay. I guess it's just to show she we has should, some random health knowledge. I have that too. Okay. I do have that too. But I just want to say, again, we love Jessica Fletcher. Adore her. Don't want to be her friend. <laughs> because she 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 meets Kit. She's like, so, Well, I've never been told about you at all. Yeah, she's like she says, Grady's told me absolutely nothing about you. I think that was a dig on Grady because she was angry that she hadn't been told yeah, about Kit. And you wonder why he's single for the rest of the <laughs> series. He's not. He has different women. But they yeah, but always was... break up after meeting Jessica. So I mean, like, maybe there's some kind of weird thing going on. I don't know. Uh, well, let's let's not go into let's that. Not, let's not, let's not go how into everybody but wants just what everybody Fletcher. wants. Um, oh, speaking of which, speaking of which, the next guy, the next guy who shows up, um, even though he doesn't outrightly Preston Giles, Preston Giles, yes, even though he doesn't charm her at first, he is definitely into her. Yes, yes, he's uh, Kit's boss. Yes, in New York, uh, he's her publisher. She's basically like like you said, mm-hmm. she's been brought to New York mm-hmm. to kind of do like the talk show circuit. Yes. Oh, and there with and Phil Donahue. Although we never see we that never interview. See Phil I'm so upset about that because I was wanting well, to see if they ju- would show him. Yeah. So I'd be like, oh, he is this sexy. Is, well, yeah, in that kind of gray fox. Yeah. Is this gray fox? No, silver fox. <laughs> He's a gray fox. He's a gray mangy fox. <laughs> <laughs> that Phil Donahue. Hey, welcome to Phil Donahue. Oh, what is the show even called? Was it called I, Phil Donahue? I think I don't, I don't know. know. I never watched Huey talk would shows. Know. The only Huey talk show would know. Huey would know. The only talk show I watched growing up was Live with Regis and Kathy, Kathy Lee. Lee. Right. And then it the changed. Yeah. And then it changed to Kelly, and I was bored. And then it was Kelly and Michael. I didn't. I never watched that one because like once Michael. Kelly showed up, I was I was like fifteen it. at that time. So it was like yeah, you're like I gotta go. I was like I'm not watching this. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to go be a rebel and get my straight A's later. Yeah. <laughs> but but she meets Preston Giles and like like you said earlier like your first thing to so he's like kind of being a prick. Yeah. He's, he's like he's like oh you came all the way to meet me yeah. I'm out I got you're making us millions of dollars later. I got stuff to do. Yeah. And then she's like, do you eat apples? Yeah. And, and he's like, what? Your face is gray. You need like, some pectin. <laughs> Yeah, pectin. And then he's like, he's like, well, I've been really tired lately. And she's like, eat the apple. Eat the apple. You look like crap. You look like, why does she sound like this? I don't know. <laughs> eat the apple, sweetie. <laughs> sweetie. I'm going to go on Phil Donahue now. <laughs> but anyway, so then they, we get another little montage. There's a lot of montages. A lot of montages on her on talk shows. However, I thought the funniest one was when she burns that pretentious uh, oh, television yeah. show host. That's, that's Because a good he's one. like, oh, it's all the modern media and people don't understand books. Yeah. And and he's like, so you're just basically called her Stephanie Meyer, which I don't think is a problem. There's nothing wrong with if that. If you sell a lot of money, that's great. It's books. You know? Books are good. Sell a lot of money. Is she selling money? She sells money. She's a counterfeiter. <laughs> She's a counterfeiter. <laughs> oh, she and sells by the a way, lot of books for Jessica, money. Jessica Fletcher is also a, a counterfeiter. counterfeiter. <laughs> but no, 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 what I liked about that guy too is he's just so he's on TV and he's just like putting down his own audience. He's just like yeah. he's just so like Ugh. Yeah. They like anything. anybody who watches television, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, and then she, she's like, he, well, you're she the goes, expert well, on that. I wouldn't know anything about television. It's your show. And he gets like, and the it's sour, such a sick burn. Sick burn. It's, and it's so slow. It's such sick a slow burn that starts out as like very like ashy. Yeah. And then he just ends up as nothing. Emoliated. Yeah. Yeah. He's just, he's gone. 
Uh, one of my other favorite ones is the woman who talks about how feminist Rebecca is yeah. and then spoils and then the whole And gives the plot away. <laughs> she's like, it was amazing it was that you made the ballerina pregnant, the murder. No, the pregnant, pregnant ballerina. ballerina the murder. And she's like, well, wait. Hey, why are you giving this away? Spoiler. <laughs> that was really interesting. There's a lot of things that actually are very, like, and that's why the prescient pregnant, of today. Yes. Well, that's also why the pregnant ballerina takes the Iron Throne in Game of Thrones. That's how it ends. The is pregnant ballerina what? takes the throne. Yeah. Is that what happens? Yeah, that's exactly what happens. There's a pregnant ballerina and she becomes king of the six kingdoms or whatever uh, oh yeah because the other thing that happens in between all this is another thing that's very very, very prescient of like today's society yes. she goes to a book signing and some dude's like could you sign this and she's like yeah you don't make it out to and I was like, like eBay he's like yeah it was like eBay <laughs> he basically says eBay yeah. in 1984 he's like just date it. I don't know how. I'm, I'm just yeah. an investment. Like, yeah, when you're big and famous, I can make lots of money. <laughs> it's like, wow, okay. I, I think it's just interesting to see something like that yeah. in like 1984 that yeah. people were speculating and doing that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. Like, So after she's been treated like crap, she decides to go back home. And then that's when Preston Giles lays down the charm and invites her to the party where the murder actually happens. Oh, 30 minutes in. But, but, but when we're gonna said, we're gonna go fast through the rest of this, <laughs> even though I have two more pages of notes. Two parts. We only went through one page of notes. Uh, eh. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of notes. But I did like I I did like her thing when she's like she's like I don't like New York I don't yeah. she's like except for you and Kit she's talking to Grady she's like besides you and Kit I don't like the people mm-hmm. here. She's like, everybody wants to get their claws into you, which she says. Lobster claws. The only thing we have with claws are, lo- or in Cabot Cove, uh, the only thing we have with claws are lobsters, and we eat them. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> she has so many great lines. But, you know, it is, uh, it is important to say, like, for a pilot episode, they went through a lot of trouble to really establish. They established her. Like, I feel like when I watch, like, 80s shows and Magnum mm-hmm. PI is more like what I expect. Mm, yeah. They just kind of drop you in. Like you're mm-hmm. just expected to know and care about the right. character without knowing anything about mm-hmm. them. They spend, pro- like, I mean, it's a two part show. So it's yeah. like a, essentially it's a like, a two, it's like about a movie like, yeah. all together. And they spend like a good third of it just telling you who she is. Yeah. Yeah, you really get to know her. Yeah. You're already on her side as soon as this happens. Yeah. So when part two drops, you really, like, lose your mind. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then and then all that information just really carries you through the rest of the series. You mm-hmm. know who she is, mm-hmm. what to expect. It's all established. It's very well, in my opinion, very well written and very well yeah, set up. Yeah, it is. So, anyway. So then we go to New Helving. New Helving! <laughs> now, okay, so we, so we get there and Captain Caleb... Yes. Is skeet shooting yes. by the swimming pool. Yes, the, because that's not dangerous. And there's like an airport nearby, too, that <laughs> yeah. has like sonic booms going off like all the time. It's like like freaking Virginia Beach. It's yes. like, and okay, we'll get into that later. But like, and then uh, Captain Caleb's there with his wife, uh, kind of a lush, but you kind of understand why. Uh, oh, Louise, I, I've got that on the second page of how I feel about her. Yeah. Yeah, I, wrote, Louise, I feel so sorry for his wife. Yeah. And I'm going to get into this after the, the body happens. Right. You know? Right, right, right. But, right. like, yeah, you can just tell. It's like, well, why is she still here? Does it have to do with money? Yeah, you know, why you is know, she still with him? Because she knows he cheats on her all the all time. All the time. I think it is money. I think it's is just it? like. I, I think, think we find out in part two what it actually is, why she's still with him. But, yeah, I think I think it is like it's like a money thing. It's just like, you know, it's easier. Like, I'm taken care of. I, yeah. You know, I don't have to worry about 
anything. I mean, if you. I mean, to... it really established her character as cliche as it is. Yeah, it, it really does, and it also, I and mean, it makes her like the perfect prime suspect for them yeah. in the murder. Well. Well, I don't know, but she still comes off as somebody who would never commit murder. Yeah, she really like does. never hurt that guy. So anyway, he's skeet shooting up by the pool. And then they go, and then, oh, and then Preston's like, they're like, oh, who are you coming to to the party? Oh, even though we were talking for, like, the three-hour drive up here, I didn't tell you this is a costume party. You're on your own. You're on your own, kid. (laughs) So Preston Giles, uh, supposedly he's a very charming man, but I feel like a charming person would let you know that you're coming to his house for a costume party before you get there. So she's like, I'll whip something up. I'll dress as Lady Godiva, maybe. And she does this wink and a tail wag. Tail wag. It was great. Yeah, and you're like, oh, okay. So you know that she's feisty, too. She's feisty, and I like that. Yeah. You know, so she's not going to be taken down by this. And then, Mm -hmm. so then, a dinner party that only exists on TV. In New Helping. <laughs> new helping uh, uh, occurs. I'm with, turning like, it into a werewolf town. It's new helping. Helping. <laughs> yeah. Werewolves. Yeah. But then, like the like the worst. Oh, and I should also. And this is well. First, I'll say this. the worst people ever go to this party. Oh, like this, I wrote that Peter down. Man I said people at the party are jerks. They're just like <laughs> yokels. Like this guy is like the. Editor in chief, I guess. Yeah, whatever he you owns would be. that publishing house. He's like the owner of this huge publishing Coventry house. Coventry is what Coventry it's called. Press Coventry, or whatever. And then, yeah. like, he, and for some reason, he's invited the captain of the seafood chain to be there. Yeah. I, that seems I, weird. I'm guessing they just eat a lot of takeout. Like, it's like Ray Kroc, I, come over here and, like, you know, hang well, out. Well, I guess if you, like, hang out in the same circles, eventually you I, I just don't of... understand how those circles intersect, really. Well, especially when you find out part two about as Edmund Dantes. Then, oh, yeah. then you're like, oh, he's been making contacts on purpose. Right. But that's part two, and that's spoiler. So, so we shouldn't talk about that yet. Yeah, we're not talking but about that. Well, yeah, part these two people yet. are the worst, and the music is the worst. It's this yes. guy on the piano who <laughs> wants to be. Ebenezer Scrooge is what e- he's dressed up e- on. E- he's e- off, off, off. Off, off, off. Broadway. Broadway. He's on 17th Street. 17th Street. 17th Street. He makes a note of it. And I made a note of it because I feel like that's a clue. Okay. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. I also made a note of Pink Maleficent, who she looks like a prime suspect for anything. Oh, I have her name actually. It's Vickers. It's uh. Oh right, Miss Vickers. Miss Vickers mm-hmm. and Ashley Vickers, and uh, yeah, she just strolls on like red yeah. flamed Maleficent. Yeah, I and call her like... pink because she's not in red. She's pink Maleficent. Okay. Yeah. She's in pink. Okay. Okay. I'm not sure what fictional character she is actually. And I really would have liked to have known. Yeah, because everyone else, it, and everyone else is a very public domain-y with yes, their character. Yes, except for Pink Maleficent. Except for Pink. Who is she? Oh, and we should say that uh, somehow Jessica scrounged together a pink. Uh, she looked like the good fairy, the good witch yeah. from The Wizard of Oz. Glinda. Glinda. Yeah, but. Like 1932, the original movie. Wasn't that 1932? I don't know, but I don't I'm know. I'm not sure the exact date when the Wizard of Oz. Came when out. you say the Wizard of Oz, who's thinking of any other version, really? Well, that's true, but there have been a lot of remakes, and they've all been terrible. <laughs> okay, but yeah, she looks she looks stunning. Yes, and then Preston Jones yeah. is like, "Wow, way to throw you that together." You scrounged that together in two hours. And she's it's like, like, "Good God, she did." She did. She really did. She's a resourceful <laughs> woman. Yes, because she we gets are establishing it done. Yes, we are establishing Jessica Fletcher as awesome. She's just. Amazing. I've told you, she's awesome. 
And, like, and you she, don't even need details of she how She could awesome have she ripped is. open her shirt like <laughs> Superman, like Clark Kent, and had that costume, and I wouldn't have been surprised. Agreed. That would have been amazing. She's always prepared. But um, so then at this time, Kit and Grady show up. <laughs> Grady's dressed as Robin Hood. Kit is just like a belly dancer. She's just a belly dancer. That's not a fictional character. Well, I think Sherazada, it was... maybe from like uh, Arabian Nights? Is that her name? Sherazada. Sherazada. I thought. Is it Sherazada? I, I don't know. But if I'm right. That's awesome. That's all that <laughs> out of my brain. But, but anyway, she's just like a belly Well, dancer. she can just be Jasmine from the future movie. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's, everything's in the future. And it's, yes. It's like, yes. It's like a minority report. <laughs> so he, like, they pull up and he sees someone scrounging around in his room. Which, how does he know that's his room? This I is don't a know. brand new, this is a huge manor that he's never been to before. I, you get the impression he's never been there. But yet he looks and he's like, hey, that's my room. Yeah. I can tell you this isn't any like, room in a house that I'm in, I have no idea what it looks like from the outside. This isn't a La Quinta. Like, he doesn't, yeah. like, you're like, it's just like a big mansion. They're all, it's a house party. Yeah. And like, he's like, someone's scrounging around there. So he runs. Runs up the stairs. It's the only time Grady shows any pluck. Yes. Of any time, like like he's not just like a sad sack. There's a guy rummaging in his room, mm-hmm. and he just like lays into this old man. <laughs> yeah, he does. It's upsetting. He in. It is upsetting. <laughs> this twenty-something-year-old man just like beating down this gray-haired dude. <laughs> like he is definitely an older gentleman. He's an older gentleman and a uh, British gentleman. Sort of, or there's is, so, is it the British? Or is it the, like kind of like a lot upper of watered down and, British accents in this? Yeah, I don't know if it's like that upper class elitist New because, England accent well, that almost sounds. English. Maybe that's it because he was also uh, intelligent. People have that kind of thing. He was very quick to say he's not like other private detectives; that he's hoity-toity. He's very hoity-toity. Yes, we meet other private detectives so later on. So maybe that, that accent was his hoity-toity accent. You think it's just like an affectation, then? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, um, so he beats him up, and we find out that this is a Mister Baxendale, mm-hmm. who is a very dapper PI. You got said. all the names. I just have like I stupid would. nicknames: Pink Maleficent. Pink Maleficent <laughs> and, is fine, and Ned Beatty. Huey. Yeah, I well, I wanted it didn't want to be too confusing, so I'm trying to like actually. Well, that was clever. Yeah, I never pay attention to names. His name's Baxendale. He's this like British dude, Mm -hmm. and oh, and then and he says like basically he's there. We don't know really why he's. There. He well, he doesn't say because again, he's hoity-toity, and he's a detective only for the super rich. Right. And he is very uh, discreet. He's discreet. He's very discreet yeah. with his clients and with his jobs. Yeah. So even though the cops are about to be caught, he's like, "I'm not giving you any information because I'm sworn to privacy." Right. And this it, is a detective patient privilege. Right, exactly. Yeah. And so Preston Giles is like, well, you need to get out of my house. And at that point, Baxendale says, uh, he's like, wait a minute. you just like Edmund Dantes. Yeah. And Giles yeah. is like, sweet dude. Like, <laughs> you would have been a great addition to this party. He, he was breaking into your house. Like, he was like going through people's stuff. You would be a great addition to this party. Hey, that pal, tells you. That's the kind of that tells literary you the level. knowledge. Well, that tells you the level of the people at this party. Yeah. That a thief would be a welcome addition, all because he knows Edmund Dantes. Yeah, and it's like, in, like an Edmund Dantes costume is just a guy in like a frock coat. In like, <laughs> French in, Renaissance in, outfit. Like, I think it's like spangly or sparkly. Yeah, it's very it. pretty. It's very 80s. It's very pretty. But it's, it's velour. Velour. It's velour. It's velour. <laughs> and uh, 
So, so yeah, so nothing really happens with that. Like, mm-hmm. he just kind of, like, is like, well, you know, get out of my house, but thanks for noticing my costume. Appreciate it, bro. Exactly. And then they leave, and then we, oh, that's when we learn that the captain, mm-hmm. here we go. Here we go. It's cheating on Louise. And, like, <laughs> so, like, Louise comes up and is basically, like, I think she's just like, I want to go, right? Yeah, well, she's drunk, and she just wants to go home. She just wants to go home. because she's And just she's tired. sick and tired of seeing the captain goose women at the party. And and I'm going to use that word goose because there is a scene where he walks up to Red Riding Hood and just puts his hand yeah. up her dress. Yeah, and, like, it's such a weird... I mean, I know that happens, you know, I know, yeah. you know and especially back in 84, but it's just such a weird... Ugh. It's icky. It was, gross. It was gross. really icky it's because really when I saw that scene, I was like, "Oh, gross!" And then you see his other mistress, Pink Maleficent, see that scene. Yeah. So, so now, so, oh, and we should describe <laughs> Captain <laughs> Captain Caleb is like <laughs> I don't know. Um, he's like if I if, I think money makes him super Brian attractive. <laughs> and the skipper from Gilligan's he looks Island like the had a child. Yes. Who was like short and angry like yeah. like like yeah. that's kind of where we're going so he's, he's Brian, well, what oh, you're oh, telling me is oh. he's no phil donahue he's no phil donahue <laughs> Huey. but like but like i mean and no offense to brian Dennehy, yeah. skipper you know, yeah whatever but like he's not like these I, women are high caliber or these women are okay. like way out of his league yeah, these, like, like every woman there is super beautiful oh everybody every single one yeah but like, but the, like, but it's just so gross because he's so gross. He's yeah. so old and yeah. gross and vain. well, because he's goosing her. Yeah, and that's well, what that's makes what it mean. gross. It's not, it's not that I think maybe gross, if he was just... if he was classier about his cheating. Yeah, like a little bit like more Bondian. Yeah, but the fact that he's always goosing, and I'm using that word. I'm gonna you go keep with that using word. Using that word, using. Using. Using that goosing. I'm using that goosing. <laughs> goosing and using that word. But yeah, he he definitely is goosing these women. Yeah. like he's just like. Full up, up her skirt. Yeah, it's gross. And it's gross. And so, anyway, so... And I think she was with her boyfriend, the werewolf. I mean, who was dressed as the wolf beside her? That had to have been that her boyfriend, had to be, right? That, well, you would... I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be her boyfriend, but they definitely yeah. came as a pair. Oh, definitely. A couple. Because so. it was Red Riding Hood and the wolf, the big bad wolf. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I would imagine that it was his... Yeah. Uh, her, it's her... Yeah, but instead, she went home with Captain Caleb. Well, to an inn with Captain Caleb. Mm-hmm. After he took off his clothes. Wow. <laughs> So, oh, because so then people bitch about the piano player not playing this music. To be he, fair, to be fair, he was invited not as an entertainer, yeah. but as himself. He had no obligation to play for them. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, they were yeah, just they were just making him play for him, like you know, dance for me, monkey. Yeah, that's true. Well, and then, and we also learned that he hates Rogers and Hammerstein and Rogers and Hart. Well, he no, he doesn't <laughs> like Rogers and Hart. And then she says like Hammerstein. And he's like, oh, oh even worse. worst. I agree. <laughs> and even Okay, we'll see you on Seventeenth Street. <laughs> but um, but then uh, Pink Maleficent, yes. Ashley Vickers, yes, she she has a drinking problem because she just pours it right oh, down her front. And I think it's an obvious drinking problem just to establish some sort of alibi or something. Uh, you know, maybe I can't really because remember what happens in the so second part. So I don't know that she missed her mouth. Was, She's not drunk. It's like if she made eye contact with you, brought the cup up to her lips, <laughs> and just poured it down in the front. And that's what she did. And, and and then Jessica, who is a thrifty and frugal Yankee, is like, "We need to clean you up, honey." And she's like, "No, no, don't worry about it." And she's like, "No, we're gonna we're gonna clean you up. Let's get some eggs, some milk, <laughs> lemon, lemon, baking soda." And it's like, 
I mean, maybe. I don't know. It's like, it just sounds like the craziest concoction. And I did like I'm how like, Preston Giles was like, I'm not eating whatever that yeah, is. Yeah. yeah. It's just like, uh, I'll deal with the stain. I don't want egg caked yeah. on my dress. Thank you. On my and, pink satin. And, um, and, um, like a phone call happens at that point yeah. where Preston's kind of, because they're in the kitchen yeah. when they're doing this. And, uh, and so she's like, let's go upstairs, get you naked, pink Maleficent. <laughs> We're going to clean you up. So that's, that's that. That's that. And so then we, I think we cut then to the and next morning. And then that's morning. kind of like the end, really. Well, Grady tries to drive um, Lucy, is that? Louise. 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 He home, tries to drive drunk. Lucy, but she's so drunk that she manages to overpower him because he's pathetic, Grady. <laughs> but he just, like, kicked that old man's butt. Yeah, but he, but can't, he can't kick take a drunk Louise. woman's butt. No. Well, I can't hold Louise back. No, you can't. She's Nobody can hold Louise back. back. <laughs> but, like, but, I mean, and, but, and I'm not saying anything to diminish her, but I mean, like, we have seen him actually like hop yeah. into action and like he's like totally impotent yeah, he, to this world. Like, oh my God, and gets thrown to the ground. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, dude. And then he's like, she's crazy. Okay, so, sure, dude. So, so, next, so next morning, we wake up. Everybody is just, Nick it's like, it's like Civil War reenactment. Everyone's just dead on the floor. Like, <laughs> well, they're not dead. They're asleep. And yeah. we get the butler and he's got an ashtray to clean out oh, ashtrays. Yeah, I that noticed that. That is the most hoity-toity thing I've ever heard of. I'm like, just get a trash bag. <laughs> like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, it's a special silver tra- ashtray. Like, I love him trying to, like, climb over Humpty Dumpty to open the windows. Yeah. I'm like, just leave the window closed, man. Yeah, these just people are on. just, like, sticking their own miasma at this point. Yeah. Like, it's just, like, gross. Skip to the next scene. Guess who's jogging? Just like a Fletcher, <laughs> even when she's on vacation, she's hitting it. Yeah, up. she's like, jogging. She's out there. She's like on a hill. She's in velour too. She's like, oh, I'm gonna use these hills to get some of that good, mm-hmm. good cardio. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she's in shape with all that. Jogging. And then uh, Louise uh, shows up because because yeah. she's like, uh, my husband didn't come home last night. Yeah. And like, and she even says, at least he has the decency to come home. Because she knows exactly what she's doing. Oh, she knows uh, perfectly well. But apparently he never stays out that late or all night with any of his ladies. Right, exactly. And, like, like, so jogging up to her, Miss uh, Jessica, Miss Flesher. And she's like, and don't even lecture me. And I love that. And Jessica goes, do you want some coffee? Yeah, yeah. Like She She wasn't going to judge. And I mean, like, really, who would? Like, who's going to judge? But people in the 80s would judge. People in the 80s were pieces of crap. They judged. They're judgy, judgy. Like, I've seen your wardrobe. 80s. <laughs> yeah, you can't. You talk. have no right to talk. Eighties <laughs> decade. That peppermint candy cane dress yeah. was a nightmare. So, uh, so anyway, so they, so um, I don't know. Oh, because the kid's going out for an early morning swim. Apparently. Everyone's very, you know. That's why just, Grady's attracted. If we just to got rid of social media, we would all be out there. <laughs> Jogging and uh, going <laughs> early, early morning swim. Not true. These people are so active. I, that's how it feels. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, Kit is in full bathing suit, walked all the way to the pool, mm-hmm. gets there. It looks like she's about to jump in. And then she's yeah. like, wait, there's a wait, body. Wait, there's a dead body there's here. There's a dead body. And according this. to the cops, the face has been blown off with a shotgun. I wrote that. I wrote that so because I was, I was like, like, cause like cause, okay, because the, uh, the, the corpse yeah. is 
dressed as Sherlock Holmes, oh, which yeah. we didn't actually mention. Oh, yeah. Let's is talk what about Captain this. Caleb Captain Caleb was came in as Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. Holmes. Mm-hmm. That's why it's called the murder of Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes. Holmes. There you go. So so here you have this corpse in the pool, no blood. No I mean, blood, like, even though his 80s, face has been shot off. But like but apparently, yeah, and they they and so um Jessica Fletcher and Louise run up to the mm-hmm. pool and like I like really like how Jessica Fletcher really like tries to turn her away yeah. so she But Louise see. is so powerful she gets through. You know, she overpowered Grady I'm and to, Jessica Fletcher. I'm starting to think she might have murdered someone because she's, she's a strong woman. She's very strong. She overpowered Grady and the Fletchers have no power against Louise. <laughs> no power against Louise. <laughs> is it Grady Fletcher? I don't know. But anyway. um <laughs> so I, not? I, it will, Unless it's on her, her Frank's flag. side. Well, then it would be And then Fletcher. it is Fletcher. But if it's on her side, then it's McGill. McGill. Jessica McGill. McGill. So anyway, so... um so they, the EMTs fish him out, mm-hmm. and they're, like, on the horn, and they're like, I'm not supposed to tell you, oh, but... Yeah. <laughs> and the deputy's just gossiping up a storm, and he's like, the sheriff isn't going to like this. It's Sunday. He's cranky. He doesn't like to solve murders on Sundays yeah. or whatever's going on. And I thought, Ned Beatty sucks. He wouldn't even get the body identified because it's it Sunday, Sunday, and he's cranky. I'm like, so... We find out later, that's not Captain Caleb at all. It's just somebody dressed up like him. Yeah. So after telling Louise your husband's dead, after she thinks she, she sees, sees his floating dead well, body. It seems crazy to me. How? Why wanted you identify the body? How close is Baxendale's body to Mc... I, I guess they are kind of both short, older. But, like, but I'm like, I, even with like the face blown off, right? I feel like you would still be able to tell if that's your husband or not. But again, he's been in the pool for hours. And she's got a massive hangover. And she's got a massive hangover. So anyway, so they just assume that this is Kayla, Captain and then, Kayla. Yeah, and her life is so sad that she's so drunk, she doesn't even remember if she killed him or not. Yeah. So She's ca- like, I don't even know if I did. Maybe I did. I don't know. So world, fam- yeah, so world famous character actor Ned Beatty comes in. He's kind of mm-hmm. giving him the grill. Mm-hmm. While, while I love it, Jessica Fletcher's outside behind him. Oh, like, yeah. Rooting I, oh, through. Fourth page of notes. Yes. <laughs> rooting through the flower beds. And they have and this kinda... fun, uh, like, musical, whimsical music behind her. <laughs> a man is dead. A man is dead, and it's hilarious. And this is not, like, season 12 of no. Murder Show. This is, like, she's a substitute teacher and a novelist, and she's already out there looking for clues, yeah. trying to figure it out. And at that point, like, Ned Beatty's trying to establish who murdered and like, yeah. And basically, everyone's like, everybody wanted him dead. <laughs> and those who didn't uh, want him dead didn't know him. Yeah. Like, so everyone here is a suspect. Let me just go ahead and incriminate all of us. <laughs> and uh, and uh, Pink Maleficent like, yeah. is like, yep, I agree with that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he's and, the worst. And then Louise is like, I, I don't know. I could have done it. <laughs> I don't know. I, maybe. <laughs> I, I, like, I had motive and, like, yeah, sure. I might have done it. I blacked yeah. out. I parked by a lake, apparently. Exactly. I woke up by a lake, and I don't know what I did all night. So, but, well, if she went up and parked by a lake and didn't know that he didn't come home, how did she know he didn't come home? I don't know. I guess she went home and they took a shower. No, so because she was... she's in the same exact clothing from the party. Uh. No, no, I don't think, no. That's not a clue. That's not a clue. That's not a clue. clue. That is not a clue. I'm just saying. It's bad writing. Yeah, bad writing. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
So, yeah. Okay, so, so Ned Beatty is clearly out of his league since it's Sunday. Yeah. And he goes and asks Jessica Fletcher for help when he sees her out in the garden. And, and that's when he tells her, he's like, yeah, I read your book. And, and she's, she's like, like, oh, thanks. And he's, he's like, like, I didn't say I liked it. I didn't it. say I liked it. But let's get your take on this since you're so observant. Yeah, he's like, he's like, you understand people. Like, Way and, to and butter then, people up and that's by like first a, telling them that you didn't like the book they read. He's not as good as Jessica Fletcher because no. Jessica Fletcher then does yeah. like awesome stuff where it's just amazing watching her navigate this like really chauvinistic world yes. where she like gets what she wants through kind of uh, through compliments it's yes. like of course you realized yeah. that his shoes weren't the same or yeah. you well I don't need to tell you that blah yeah. blah blah and then, then they're always like oh yeah yeah and, I mean it kind of it sucks that she has to go through that but mm-hmm. it's like it's very kind of cool to also see her like oh, how yeah. she asserts she's very herself. clever with how she portrays information she realizes like 90% of the people are dumb yeah. especially dudes yeah and yeah. like this is how I have to this is how I have to navigate that world, but it's a very cool way of watching, and she always kind of does that. So yeah, and so so then they're talking about it. She's like, but who was really in the Sherlock Holmes costume? And boom, Captain Caleb appears. He like, just shows up. He's like, hey, I was sleeping and they do with a double that take. Woman. Yeah, and they do a double take. I'm like, well, that's why you identify the body. Yeah. I yeah. mean, did he was his wallet on him? Yeah. Like, you guys didn't even did, go through the pockets. There was like no investigation. Whatsoever. No, they just assumed because he was in a Sherlock Holmes outfit that that was Captain Caleb. <laughs> that was it. That was it. So they're like, so Louise, your husband's is dead and you found him dead with his head blown off. Right. Right. And like, it, that's not traumatizing. Yeah. And it's like, oh, great. Your philandering husband's still alive. <laughs> so I don't know if that's good for you or not. Well, she but... was happy until um, she was like, oh, he's still alive. Then she hits him for yeah. philandering. Yeah. So <laughs> so anyway, so he comes in. Now, this is one of those points where like, where... We do see Jessica get a little judgmental because mm-hmm. he tries to say he left the party. He just wanted to get he a fresh of air. He wasn't being honest. He was lying. He was that's right. He and was then, lying. Yeah, about and, the and then and then like he's like, okay, I got in and I was sleeping with little red yeah, riding. and that's when and that's when she kind of gives mm-hmm. a little. But like, it doesn't really feel like it's again. It's more the lying. I think it's she the has lying. a problem. It's, it's, she doesn't care. She's what like, you're doing. we already. She, she's like, I already saw you like goosing her mm-hmm. last night. <laughs> I've seen like what's going on here mm-hmm. and like. Already, Pink, I think Kit, at this, no, not at this point, but, like, Kit does say, like, oh, Pink Maleficent yeah. has been, is like, slept her way to the top with yeah, him. Yeah, she did. And now that's kind of been broken off, mm-hmm. so, like, that gives her a good motive for yeah. murder. But then again, Kit also said that Pink Maleficent was too business savvy to get fired. Yeah. So she's actually really intelligent too. She yeah. didn't just sleep her way to the top. Oh no! Well, that, she and, worked and it, hard. Yeah, and again, yeah, yeah. don't miss. Yeah, th- yeah. She's absolutely. She seems like a very capable woman. Yeah. It just seems like she, you know. Hey, back in the day, I guess you did what you did in order to get ahead. This is the eighties. I mean, this is the eighties. Yeah, you bleep that. So anyway, so I think at this point, Jessica's just kind of like, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm done with all of you. I don't really want to be here anymore. I'm leaving. She meets up with Daniel the Porter, train porter again. No, no, no. First, she stops by to see Grady. Well, she doesn't stop by to see Grady. Grady stops by to see her as she's packing. And he's like, what about Preston? Oh, right. And she's like, stay out of my love life. Yeah. And he's like, no, no, Preston. And like, and then- like she, We've already established that she was so depressed when Frank died that she wrote, she wrote a, book. a book. She wrote a book. She wrote a she book. She was so depressed she wrote a yeah. book. Do you, Can you think imagine that's being suddenly, that depressed? Exactly. Do you think that's suddenly over just because she's a bestseller? Yeah. Yeah. And like we never really get an idea of how long ago Frank died. I don't think he died. I mean, very like long I don't ago. yeah, I don't think I don't think it took her that long to write a book. She does talk sometimes in later episodes that it takes her a while to write. Mm-hmm. 
But like she's usually solving crimes too. So it's like, yeah. but uh, but yeah, like I mean, maybe a year, I would think. If that, I'm thinking maybe like, well, maybe two years actually. Maybe two. Because years. there's an episode further on down the line where they mention something like, uh, it's it's been a few years, but not not long, and that's like maybe season two or three. Right. So it's been a few years. Right. So for her, maybe a year. Maybe. Yeah. And he's like, move on, Aunt Jess. Yeah, move and, on, and, Aunt and, Jess. And her problem is mm-hmm. she likes Preston a little too much. Yeah, and that was Which, her problem because she felt like she was betraying Frank. Yeah, yeah. And so she and, really just wants to get away yeah. and just get back to Cabot Cove where mm-hmm. things make sense. Yeah. She has where, some lobster. there's lobsters. You know, she's number she two. She's, she's number two at the bookstore. She's number two at the bookstore. <laughs> Which means like ten copies were sold. I guess. <laughs> like I don't know. Like so. So she. Uh, so she's. She's. So she heads up. Then she meets up with Daniel the Porter, who apparently works like. All the time. All the time. He's really trying to get his kid into a good college, yeah. which is admirable. He mm-hmm. seems like a really nice guy, actually. Yeah, he really does. But then they're there, and then she's leaving, and Kit comes running up and mm-hmm. says, hey, 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 you can't go back to Cabot Cove. And she says, why can't I go back to Cabot Cove? She's like, because Grady was just arrested for, for suspicion of murder. Yeah. And it, and it And I actually had to write this down okay. because I didn't really understand what was Why going he was on? A suspect? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So apparently, there was like some <laughs> real estate report. Uh-huh. It's just a report. I yeah, know. I don't like know. Report. I like, guess it was like, hey, there's mud on the ground. Uh, yeah, worth half a million dollars, three hundred okay. to four hundred thousand yeah. dollars is what they say. Okay. Grady was one of the few people who would have had access mm-hmm. to this report. This is where the things get really. It, in so they find and they start calling the private investigator a detective. Yeah. Which I kind of have a problem with because I kind of confuse. Is yeah. a little confusing. It's like he's not a detective; he's a private investigator. Yeah. But they call him a detective, and they're like, "Well, hey. Magnum would disagree with you." Well, Magnum <laughs> isn't in this episode, so whatever. So, um, so they found his car down the road. The private investigator, mm-hmm. Baxendale. Yes. They look in the glove compartment, and they find this report. Mm-hmm. And so they just assume, since he was in Grady's room at this house, mm-hmm. he must have stolen it from Grady's room. And I'm like, that is wildly circumstantial. Wildly, like, and was it soggy? Because he was in a pool. Yeah. Were the papers wet? Yeah. Like, had they disintegrated? Because this is like 12 hours later. It's like 12 hours later, and like, I, and like they're like, oh, we can't get any fingerprints. Where exactly off them. did they find this report? They found, no, they found it in the glove compartment of, so that would have been. Oh, that dude's car? Yeah, no, so yeah, so Baxendale went in there, would have had to steal it from Grady's room, then he got kicked out by Giles. He drove that away. That is a convoluted plot. He drove away, parked on the side of the road. <laughs> you know, put the report in his glove compartment, came back. Somehow, we don't know yet why, ha- got into Sherlock Holmes' outfit. Yeah. In and order then, to and then, mingle with everybody. I think he was trying to, like, sneak back into the party. I according think According to part one. According to part one. We don't know what's going to happen yet. But we like, don't. Mm, but he... he he, I think that was the idea. He was trying to get an outfit to sneak in okay. and kind of mingle, and then he got killed. Right. Yeah, I mean, like, that. I don't know. I, I'm no fancy lawyer, <laughs> but like, it seems like crazy. Like, maybe Grady would be a suspect, but, like, you not can't, like a hard not for suspect. Arresting. Like, no, like, you can't arrest him This on guy that. may have had access to this, and this guy was happened to be in his room. Yeah, it's so And so, it, like, it just feels like it's a very flimsy case. But this show treats it like... Solid. Gr- Solid. He Grady, said, he said hard Grady. evidence. He was like, Jessica Fletcher, I need hard evidence. He may be your kin, but I need hard evidence. Facts are facts. 
Facts are facts. So this is apparently a solid cut feelings and dry case. Feelings are facts. Case. Facts are facts are feelings. <laughs> facts are facts. But like yeah, it, but like it, it just seems like crazy. Like they're, they're, they're like, that's it. That's it, man. That's it, man. And so now, of course, Jessica Fletcher's like, <gasps> yeah. So she goes running back and tells yeah. off Ned Beatty for being an idiot. But then again, it's still Sunday. Yeah. So um, oh, and then we also find out then also. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then they go to like a diner mm-hmm. and they're kind of like taking stock, doing a site rep. Of like what's going on, mm-hmm. and we also find out at this point that Baxendale is a big blackmailer. Yeah, big time. So he's not just a private investigator. He's a hoity-toity blackmailer. A hoity-toity blackmailing. Pi. Pi. He's Baxendale. Pi. As Jessica Fletcher would say, <laughs> "Oh fiddle faddle." Oh fiddle faddle. Oh fiddle faddle. So then, um, and then and that pretty much where the episode leaves us. Like, yeah, I, I think it just kind of ends. It's just like it's a two-parter, so yeah. you know, it's a big. Comic Sans By the way, us talking about this mm-hmm. is longer than the actual episode. Yeah, our 15-minute podcast. Right? You remember earlier today <laughs> when you were talking about being punctual? Remember that? <laughs> remember that? Remember that? Well, I, you know, you know what? what? I've had a good time talking to you. I've about had this. a good time talking to you about this. <laughs> this is great. I don't care if nobody listens to this. <laughs> I hope they oh, do. But whatever. but oh. I do have a really really big announcement. Are you pregnant? No, but it is a huge okay. announcement. Yes, okay. Are you ready? I'm Are you ready. I'm yes. For part two. Uh huh. Guess who we've got coming? The Angela Lansbury. She's gonna be here <laughs> gonna on be, our podcast. She's gonna be to discuss here in part the studio. two of yes, this episode, part two. She's gonna be in here. She's gonna be in here. Contacted her people. Her people have contacted me because I don't have people. <laughs> and she's like, "Yep." She's like, "Yes, this sounds oh, like the kind of podcast." Oh, I would a podcast that's not devoted exclusively to my show. It splits duties <laughs> with that Tom Selleck show. Oh, oh, great! Another big announcement <laughs> while we're here for our very first pilot episode for Magnum <gasps> PI. Guess who's coming? Higgins. Higgins, is he alive? Oh. I would hate it. See, this oh, is why no. you don't make jokes and you don't <laughs> do your research first. You don't know. Higgins could be dead. What if he's not? What if he is? What if he's not? Well, big announcement. Angela Lansbury is coming. It's called The Secret. And Angela if you wish it, it will happen. Okay. Angela Lansbury will be here for only our Magnum P.I. episode. <laughs> <laughs> and she, she's going to tell us how terrible Magnum P.I. is at figuring out investigations. Oh, he's the worst. Oh, my God. He's terrible. We're, we're gonna have to watch. We're gonna have to watch the show again from I the know. beginning because I, I don't remember anything. <laughs> I just know he is a peeping tom. I know the best part of Magnum PI is like the I, intro. It's intro. Yeah. The mustache. Yeah. He's a very handsome man, so you want to want to stick around for that. Yes. And uh, for the legs. a audio his podcast, games are black. For an audio podcast, we're just talking about how good looking he is. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see fi- it, but trust us, he's minute, attractive. <laughs> promise you, fifteen minute podcast. We're going to talk about his gams <laughs> and that caterpillar. I, I, and I, I just want to call it to say, I just said his gams are blasting. I don't know <laughs> if that's a thing. I think I just made up a thing. He's got blasting gams. Yeah. I think that's our thing, blasting gams. Blasting them gams. Same with Angela Lansbury. She's God. got blasting gams from all that jogging. And his gams are like hairless. It's like all the mm-hmm. hair from his legs traveled up they, to his yes, chest. Yes, they migrated up to his chest. Because his chest is that the burly. And the caterpillar. Yeah. Anyway, thank you so much. That's for... a good segue into our next episode. Because we'll be discussing Magnum P.I., the pilot. Right, pilot episode. So if you want to find out what happens at the second part And of... find out who the dead body was. Did we say who the dead body was? Of what? 
of this episode. Oh, it was Baxendale. Yeah, it was Baxendale. My bad. It was Baxendale. He he ended up being Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah I think we kind of alluded to it, but I don't think, mm. we're not very good at this yet. This I is think, our first episode. Please be patient. I think I think we're going to get better. You think? <laughs> really? Yeah. Stick is around. It? Let's find out. Maybe is we it? Know. Maybe we get worse. Is it? <laughs> but anyway. So, episode two mm-hmm. will be Magnum P.I., yes. first episode, pilot, pilot mm-hmm. episode, which I it has a really dumb name, I remember, but I don't remember. Like, well, we haven't written anything down for it yet. Yeah, we haven't yeah, watched yeah, it. Yeah, I know. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, well, thank you for, uh, well, why don't you close this out? Peace. <laughs> okay. Well, <laughs> thank you for listening to Magnum She Wrote, our podcast, our Compendium of comprehensive knowledge of all yes. things murder she wrote in Magnum yes. P.I. And if you'd like to talk more about Hamilton and off-Broadway plays, please leave a comment. <laughs> should, we copy, should, should we delete all that? I don't know. Anyway. No, we're just talking. If you can follow us on Twitter when we create a Twitter account. Oh, and, right. um, Figure out how to put this Oh, on. we have to do Twitter? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, anyway. We can uh, just stop it. Can I say love you? Do I say love you? Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.